Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you, your family and work can thrive. My name is Marina Pearson and I'm your host, transformational coach and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling and full of joy. So in the next coming weeks, I have decided to launch a coronavirus series in which I'll be bringing on amazing guests to talk about these uncertain times and how even in uncertainty, there can be an amazing opportunity for us to thrive. Now, that may sound weird, especially if you're seeing markets tumble, especially if you've got people around you that are suffering because of the the virus, uh, and maybe even if because you are scared of your business coming to a halt. Whatever it is, the fears that you have and the panic that you may be feeling, then this series is going to really help with that. I felt really compelled to bring this into uh, my awareness, but also into the awareness of you, the listener. So with that in mind, I'm super excited to be launching this series and for us to create a different conversation to the one that's being had in the media. Not to say that this isn't important, not to say that we're not entering into difficult times, but to say that there is and there are other ways of viewing it other than the panic and the fear that's being brought to the table. So if you are feeling that and you know, you're, you are being affected by the coronavirus through your business, through your finances, through your health, then these are going to be incredible conversations to be tuning into. And if you know of anybody in that situation, then please, please, please do share the episodes with them. Enjoy. And on today's coronavirus series, I have decided to bring back the amazing Sarah Phipp. Sarah Phipp is a colleague, a naturopath and a clarity coach. She is so knowledgeable about health and everything there is to know about what we need to do in these times to make sure that we don't get the virus. It's interesting because during our conversation, we had a discussion about how the governments aren't really focusing on what we can do to boost our immune system, which is actually, in fact, the secret to being able to thrive during these times. So if you're worried about your health, if you're worried about your child's health, if you're worried about getting the virus or what you would need to do if you've got it, then this is going to be an amazing episode for you. Enjoy. So welcome, everybody. And on today's show, I have the one and only Sarah Phipps. She's coming back on the show. I love Sarah and I love what she stands for, but I also know that she has a massive wealth of knowledge around um, immune system support and health and so forth. And I'm part of her Facebook group, or in it at least, and she wanted to step up to share what she knows about how we can help ourselves in these times Um and it just became very clear to me that I needed to get, have her back on the show to talk everything immune system and to talk how we can actually help ourselves and know what to eat and and supplements to take to support ourselves with this little virus that's been going around. Hey, Sarah. Hello, Marina. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me back on your podcast as well, because it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has. But I always know that you've got such incredible um, knowledge, but also just a way of viewing this that will be really helpful to calm down the nervous system and for those that are listening yeah. to just go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because you know what's really surprising, and and just for those that haven't um, heard me before, um, my background is a naturopathic nutritionist. Um, but I'm very much, uh, very much interested in the whole mind body link of health as well. But this this is really about going back to roots, and um, and I, and I'm sure that's why we went. Oh, hey, wouldn't this be a great idea to do this together? Because I can't. I know it sounds dramatic, but I feel like what's happening with the coronavirus at the moment. I've spent the last thirteen years preparing for it. Hmm. Does that sound weird? <laughs> but that everything, because I had, as you well know, Marina, I had chronic fatigue syndrome or ME thirteen years ago, and um, it, it, you know, my whole life ground to a halt, and everything was around. Initially, it was around finding out what the hell was going on in my body, and then, and then piecing my health back together. And so. I've been on what 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 was a really painful journey to start with into one that's become um, I love it. Well, that's why I've ended up by doing what I do and working with people in the way that I do now. And um, and although that that might sound a bit funny or dramatic, but it, it's it's the piece that everyone's missing that that with this virus, it, it's about it's about looking at our immune system. And it's about looking at how how we live day to day because from a from a purely selfish point of view, I, I have no fears whatsoever around this virus. For me personally, like I know I'm in the best health of my life. I know my body is built to deal with this, and I also know I have um quite a lot of information and knowledge about um, what to do and and how best to support my body and I, I you know I, I've spent 13 years looking about uh, looking at that and it, it went from one of necessity when I was really sick now to one of um, just curiosity and this this constant research and, and looking at what what really works and what doesn't and and so if there's one thing that it's really shocking right now is how little the media is covering what's what people can what can people be doing apart from hand washing i mean for goodness sake and buying pasta <laughs> in the <laughs> system yeah but there's so much that people can be doing and um and so i'd, I'd love to touch on some of that today yeah, right. Um, so I can't, I kind of outlined, I outlined seven things that I think are really important. And two of those, one's food and one's supplementation. That's a really big part of it. And that was a really big part of healing my body too. Hmm. Like that, that, that insight or realization I had all those years ago was, um, and I better not swear on your podcast. Hello. That's all right. If you do, it's, um, what it? you okay. we can always put a knee on it. Okay. So it, it was, I'll, I'll be polite. It was like, holy cow. Right. What, what, <laughs> I, what, what I put in my body is, is making a real difference to how, how well I'm functioning and how much energy I have. And so I really want to hone in on, um, for your listeners, foods that feed viruses, so the ones that you want to stay away from, things that are really going to support your immune system, um, both preventative and treatment, 
because let's face it, viruses are not new. We've no. got herpes virus, HPV, shingles, influenza, Epstein-Barr. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have had or have those viruses, okay? I mean, Epstein-Barr is the classic one. That is an underlying virus, thanks to the medical medium, who made it uh, so prevalent in, in people's understanding of it being an underlying issue for so many people like myself who have chronic fatigue syndrome that that you just don't even know it's there but of course these but we all have viruses all the time like but the how how much we we notice they're in our body or how much that, that that they they show up and cause a problem is dependent on how well our immune system's working so i I, this is why I'm not, I'm not worried. You know, um, I know that if I ever if I ever get a virus, it's a sign that I'm run down and I've not been looking after myself. And you know, even with all my knowledge, I still get it wrong sometimes. Like um, I, I don't I don't always eat perhaps as perfectly as you know. We're we're human, aren't we? Yeah, we totally. Don't. And you're a mum, and you run a business, and yeah, um, and we kind of. I mean. And you don't whine. <laughs> yeah. Like, like my default setting now is very different to how it was 13 years ago um, on, on what I consider uh, a, a healthy meal um, and what I would consider not eating so well for a few days is completely different to how it was 13 years ago. So I, I kind of want to – there's balance in all of this. But, of course, right now is a really good time to be on your game, okay, and, and not be doing the stuff that you know is going to put more of a challenge on your body. So because when I, when I work with clients, I don't, I don't just look at um, uh, nutrition and food and supplementation. There are some other factors that are really, really important that, that I'd love to run through first. And the first one, especially now, you know, so many of us are in quarantine or um, in in what do you call it? I said, what are you in, Marina? What are they calling it? <laughs> I'm calling it a lockdown. Okay. We... <laughs> or, or in lockdown, or if you're like me, I've chosen to self-isolate just for, it just makes sense to me because I could, I could be a carrier of this virus and not even know it and show no symptoms whatsoever. Like lots of other viruses, we can carry them not even show symptoms. It's like Bell's, not many people, well, I don't know if many people know, Bell's palsy is part of the shingles virus. Most people don't even know they have it until they have an attack of Bell's palsy. So there's so much that, 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 that's going on with our body that only becomes a problem when the immune system's not functioning so well. So with everyone or a lot of people in lockdown, because a lot of people were jokingly saying, "Yay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bunker down with Netflix and packets of crisps and <laughs> just, just gorge on that." But we're we're in a time now where all TVs are LED now. Um, like you and I, we we already run a business from home. I mean, for me personally, I've just stopped doing all face to face consultations so everything for me is online now so it's just being aware how much you're on your screen whether that's a computer a tablet a phone a television like 
that that has an effect on that blue light has an effect on our circadian rhythms and our health. So um, I don't know about you, Marina, but we're lucky enough to have quite a big garden, and so we can easily spend time outside. And I, I know we were just talking about it before before we went live about ability to get out and do stuff. We're quite near the beach, and so. Um, I'm still perfectly happy for my son to go and ride his bike in the evening. Like there are times where you can still get out and get fresh air, and that's that's really important to get that natural daylight because that that blue light is so damaging to our health. Like we even have it with LED lights, don't we? With the low energy light bulbs, um, and um, even though <laughs> I have to say we scrabble around a lot to find the old halogen incandescent bulbs we still have by far the majority of those in our home at the moment um, just because they're so much better for your health so that that's one really key thing and that feeds into so many other things not not least your sleep like if you're someone that has trouble sleeping think about it and I know as we're talking to each other we're both wearing glasses the glasses I'm wearing are not because of my vision there because they're blue light blocking glasses so I, I'm very conscious of that when I'm when I'm on the screen so that that's a really important one for people especially now like there are going to be so many people that are going to be on screens way more than they normally are is my guess I don't know I might be wrong I might be wrong I mean We've seen it, haven't we, with this generation with smartphones and they're just, I mean, I know with my kids, it's like they'd just be on their phones all the time if you let them. So that's a really big one. That's a really big one. The next one is um, radiation from Wi-Fi, from smart meters, um, just being aware of that in your home as well because that lowers your immune system too. And not not wanting to get um, into too much of being labelled conspiracy theory. I don't know if many people know know this, but in Wuhan, where where the coronavirus started, was the launch of the of the pilot study for five G. Now, I I I don't I don't know what the big story is behind that, and and I'm not even going to go there. But I I don't think it's a coincidence that. It started in an area with very high, dense population. Um, the air quality there is not very good. Um, throw that into the mix too. It's not going to have done an awful lot to help is what I'll say. So um, there are so many energy companies right now that are offering people huge discounts to get smart meters put in. They, they are a terrible idea. Um, so if, if somebody's listening, they're like, what is this? Um, look up sashastone.com. And if you're interested in it, Sarah, in fact, it was funny because um, he's somebody that I was introduced to in Bali. And I didn't really know much of his story. And, and I just happened to stumble on this last night. Funny. <laughs> Which is really interesting that we're talking yeah, about. Um, but worth worth looking into he looks like a bit of a nutter um, as in like just this conspiracy theory he's actually done an entire documentary on it so if you're interested yeah and you know I wish for the life of me I could remember the name but someone's done a TED talk on it as well Uh, I'm sure this guy who got really sick because where he was living 
I think it was in a flat or something, it was years ago that I listened to it. He was right next to all of the smart meters for the building and he got really sick. So, so it, you know, it's, it's just being, it's being aware of your environment and being aware of um, what's going to put more strain on your body. I mean, you know, we used to be super on it at home. Everything's hardwired in our home. Um, as the kid, I've got teens now. It's very hard to get them off their, their smartphones when they're in the house. But we do have a rule that everything goes off at 8 o'clock at night. Um, Wi-Fi goes off overnight. So, you know, there are, there are always simple measures. If you don't want to go whole hog, there are simple measures that you can put in place to cut down your exposure to it. Um, what else do you do? Is it you just take it off at eight or? Yeah, we, we just don't, we just don't have it on. I mean, for the, I mean, years ago when I was unwell, I could, I could tell you if I was in a house that had Wi-Fi, I, I could feel it. I could absolutely feel it. Now I'm way more resilient to it, but it's, yeah. But, um, so yeah, sorry about that. Just had to go and sort my son out. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like all day but um you know it's all good like it's just part of what's been going on so um but yeah yeah I think there are going to be lots of parents juggling I know schools around us are imminently closing one by one by one but my mine are mine are teens so um they're pretty self-sufficient these days but um yeah, younger ones not so much, and especially when they're at home and they know that they have you. So it's just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, talk, talking about the whole thing around um, Wi-Fi and, and and screen time, and we we can we can mitigate that by really simple things like making sure we're out in natural daylight. Um, that there's so much to be said for those that are that are early risers like getting up and outside and seeing the sun come up does wonders for your circadian rhythms and your health like that that's really powerful to counteract the effects of the blue light um and and just making sure that in the evenings like when the sun has naturally gone down to use candlelight or really low level lighting it's a really good idea. Um, and, and for those that have sleep problems, you know, this, that could make a massive difference. Because for me, even though we, we've changed our television in the last year, um, and the last one was an LED television, I don't know what it is about this one, but I just don't, I don't watch it in the evening anymore because it does seem to affect my sleep. So it's just it's just having an awareness around this stuff that, that we consider to be part of the modern lifestyle that is really interfering with how our bodies naturally work and and if it's interfering with that then it's interfering with your immune system um and i don't think anyone would would put up an argument against the fact that sleep is a major major part of of your of your keeping well and your immune system. Um, people who don't sleep well are at much higher risk of all of those chronic illnesses. That's really part of addressing all of that too. So, um, and, and please do hop in if you need to, Marina. Does melatonin help? Yeah, it, it can do. It can do. But if, if 
I'm always a bit wary of of throwing in hormones and I, it's if if you've done a if you've been on a flight which I w- I'm guessing that's probably when you use it is it if you've been on a flight and you're and you're jet lagged or you're adjusting from one time zone to another it's brilliant like my partner snoring it's <laughs> <laughs> actually when they use it yeah oh really really yeah see see another one CBD oil as well um that's true and 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 it may, and it makes sense but if there's a what it's like everything. I don't. I don't want to recommend stuff or use stuff as a sticky plaster approach. If there's an underlying issue that's pointing to a problem with your health or something that really does need addressing, then it's better to address that. But but yeah, the, the snoring partner. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> but um. But yeah, it's it's like when I was sick. And I wasn't sleeping very well and I wasn't sleeping deeply. It's because without getting too technical about it, and, and I'll mention something at the end if people want to go deeper on this, looking at their health stuff, that there, there's an exchange of the minerals or electrolytes in the body from day to night that need to happen for us to have good energy during the day and good sleep at night. And it's the exchange of um magnesium and calcium and potassium and sodium and if they're doing it properly then that natural sleepiness winding down that we get in the evening and sleeping deeply and then waking up in the morning with energy that that should happen effortlessly and if that's not happening then it can be a a sign that either there's a there's a deficiency in those minerals or because they work in pairs Um, so whatever happens with magnesium affects calcium and the same with potassium and sodium so there may be a deficiency or, or, of one or the or both, um, but but likewise the exchange of it might not be happening within the cell, which kind of takes us on to the next point: is is hydration. Like dehydration is one of the number one factors for getting unwell. Like if the body is dehydrated, it just can't function properly. Like even talking about those those messengers, those chemical messengers that, that move in and out of the cell day to night, if the cell goes into dehydration alert, it just shuts down to preserve whatever water's in it. And then those little messengers don't pass in and out of the cell membrane like they're supposed to. So it's super important to stay hydrated. Um, and of course, when we're stressed, <laughs> we become more dehydrated, which I know a lot of people are at the moment. They're so um, they're so distracted with what's going on, with you know uncertainty about. For some, it's their health. For some, it's their work. For some, it's 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 day to day family life, like having to juggle, like like yourself having kids at home all the time and trying to work. So, so much going on at the moment for people. Um, so that's a really important part of it too. And hydration, I, I know that you know, Marina, from from us working together, that it's not just about water; it's about good oils in the diet as well. And you know, I'm a strong advocate of linseed tea, which is a great way to to rehydrate the body. So it's, it's again, dre- addressing all of this stuff to, to support an immune system, and it's never too late to start doing that. And there are some really simple things that I hope I've, I've shared already that people can make changes straight away. Like it is going to make a difference um, because we know that, take, for example, in China, 
um, the the those that actually died from the virus tended to be um, older men, and of course in China, uh, older men like smoking, don't they? It's a very high rate of smokers in men, so it was more elderly men, men over the age of sixty, that were more likely to die from it than anybody else. So it's just looking at habits. Like, smoke? Are you a smoker? Um, do you drink a lot of alcohol? Um, are you obese? Like we know so much of the Western world is obese now that the obesity and high blood pressure are two key factors as well that are going to put you in the high risk group. So it's it's so. Although I joked about it, like I've been working on this, coming up to this. <laughs> For 13 years preparing myself for this, I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not. But um, when we're looking after our overall health, then then there's not really anything to fear because people aren't dying from the virus. They're dying from the complications when it goes into pneumonia, which, of course, only does that in an unhealthy body. So... um, so, yeah, it's really good to kind of, it's, you know, in many ways, it, it's, this is giving us an opportunity to really look at the way we're living. I, I'll give you an example. I know um, yesterday in the Facebook group, you, you saw it too. You, you put some beautiful comments, actually, for the woman that mentioned it when she was saying, but what about my family's income? And, you know, my husband's out of a job and I'm going to be out of a job and, and it's, I really, I really reflected on that. And I really saw something this morning when I was thinking about it, that if you're, if you're someone who's spent your whole life relying on, relying on other people giving you answers or other people supporting you or, or whether that's waiting for a, for a vaccine or waiting for doctors c- to come up for a cure with this, which is, which is kind of pointless in a way because viruses mutate so quickly that that even if they come up with a vaccine for this one and a big question mark over vaccines but even if they come up with a vaccine for this one there's going to be something else and there's going to be something else so it, it's looking at this from the point of view of well am i am i am i responsible for my own health am i responsible for my own experience here what 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 can i be doing because although you know I've been I've been listening to Boris Johnson here in the UK and um, listening with interest to what what he has to say every day or every couple of days, I know that the the buck stops with me, like completely. Of course it does. I've got to be responsible for 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 what's going on. There, there's there seems to be for many this habit of so much reliance on other people being responsible for our health of the people being responsible for um, what happens with our with our income and I don't say that lightly because I know this is going to hit an awful lot of people in terms of their work and their ability to work that people are going to have to start being resourceful and look at other ways that perhaps they can tweak their business or move it online or other things that they can be doing Um, but there is something very much about feeling empowered to do something for yourself and not relying on relying on some kind of outside source. So it, it's really, we said it, you said it, Marina, this is giving people an opportunity to step up, isn't it? 
Yeah, and I, you know, there's something in what you're saying here that the issue isn't the right virus, and I love that because it's it's an it's an issue of how we've been living up until now. But nowhere in the media is that being shared. Nowhere in the media is there's such a fixation on the result of something that's actually is actually a symptom versus it being the issue. It's a symptom of us not living you know, and looking after ourselves. And because actually what you say, it's a bit like a car. Car needs to, you know, a car has a function. It does what it needs to do. And when it's working properly, it works. You know, it takes you from A to B. But if you don't look after it, at some point it's going to start to conk out and, you know, they'll start having flashing lights that are going to tell you, you know, you've got to change this, you've got to change this, you've got to change this, and this isn't working and that sort of thing. And... I see the body in a very similar way. You give it what it needs and it will do the work that it needs to do for you and support you. But if you don't give it what it needs, it won't. And um, that seems really like, it it just seems like common sense to me. Um, But once again, it's just as an awareness, right? So I, I'm like you, I, I'm not hundred percent healthy. And I know when I've gone off course, cause my body tells me that and I'm like, okay, coming back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fine. I need to like, I, I need to listen to you. But that in and of itself is something that I hadn't done for so many years. Like just to even have an awareness around that you even have a body. I think, that even is is just such a big step for some people. Um, but this this whole thing around going back to the source and making sure that the very thing that needs to look after you is is being fed what it needs is is so so key. Um, so so key. And you're absolutely right. There's really nothing out there to say yes. We're going to keep everyone in quarantine, but then what? then what then what are we doing um while we're there and yeah and it, and it kind of I do kind of get it because it's slowing down the spread of the virus so hospital medical resources don't have this spike of um where we're just not able to help all of those that are in trouble and and even though I'm I'm saying this like I'm not worried about me I am still taking steps to self-isolate and I am I am still being mindful of those people that aren't in great health. I'm not going, oh, well, it's your fault because you haven't looked after your body or your, um, like, I'll take my dad as a perfect example. He's coming up to 78 and he has type 2 diabetes. He has heart problems. Um, you know, he's, he's probably in a high-risk group. And there, there are many people out there like that. And But I just know for me personally, the model for, for me is not to be not to be relying on anything except looking after my own my own immune system um, to know that I'm going to be okay and 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 that has just been that was a huge wake up call for me at age 35 when I got really sick mm-hmm. you know I I'd lived so unconsciously for. Like you said it too, Marina, for 35 years, it was like I had this vessel of a body that I just, if 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 something went wrong, I would just take a pill to shut up the message. <laughs> like, oh, well, that's annoying. This hurts or that hurts or, 
Um, and it was just about shutting up the message and getting on with my life. Um, and so it, it, it took, it took me to get really unwell to see this really differently and, and see that, Oh, actually the body's working for me. It's always working for me. It's doing, it's absolutely doing the best thing it can when I'm giving it what it needs to thrive. Um, and, and so it, it's, it's such a, it's such an important thing for people to see right now that, that there's, as you say, like we're both saying, there's something much bigger at play here for people to see. Um, so it's interesting, isn't it, how quickly the talk came out about, well, when are they going to come up with a vaccine? Like, like that's going to cure it. Like that's the answer to, to the problem. Um, and not saying, well, it's about what we're doing individually. It's what we're doing and how we're living. You know, if we take if we take China, um, and and how if we take that small place of Wuhan, like what what is life like there? How are they? Are they? Are they? I mean, they're living, but are they living? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How are they living? Um, There's a lot of factories and um, people working. You know, probably way too much than they should, and 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 so. Yeah, which I guess brings us on to, you know, stress being a major immune yeah. as well. Massive, no? Yeah, oh, very much so. And um, and to, to me, what, I, what I'm seeing is that the thinking that people have around what's going on is, is actually doing a lot more harm than the actual virus itself. There's a lot of people in, in fear and panic. And um, we said, didn't we, Marina, that what, what a gift we have to, to have a different take on this, to have a different understanding around this, to see that you can, you can experience all of this and, and plan and do sensible things to deal with it all. But you can do that from a place of level-headedness, without panic, without stress, just just what makes sense to take action. And, and of course, repeated stress on the body depletes the immune system. There's nothing that depletes the immune system faster. And, and, after, I, um, and after I healed, when, when I was better, it took some years to recover from the chronic fatigue syndrome, but... But when I did, I, and then I delved into the psychology behind the mind-body connection, like now, I, the only time I ever get ill now <laughs> is after a period of, of stress. Maybe I've, um, um, something's happened with one of the kids. Maybe they've, they've broken a bone or, they've, um, or something's happened. There's been some kind of emotional turmoil and I'm not saying again it's not the fact that they've broken an arm it's about how we handle it I want to be really clear on that that if we're if we're really caught up in in thinking stress comes from something other than our own thought the way that we create our experience then then the body reacts to that because we go into our fight or flight response and and the more we're prone to doing that, the more the immune system depletes. So it, it depletes all of your vitamins and minerals, and um, which is why it, you know it's quite funny when the government gives recommended daily allowances of them. 
and we'll, we'll delve into this and how some of them are really helpful for dealing with viruses, both, both prevention and treating, that it's so different from person to person because if you're a really stressed person, then you probably need to take a B complex every day because the B vitamins deplete massively when we're stressed. Like it's something I do as a matter of course. If I'm going a period of time, like, like the huge building project that, that, we're, that went on and on and on, like if, you, if you can feel it, if you can feel it in your body, then, then it's a good idea to do some bits to help to support that so that we're not, we're not plowing through the vitamins and minerals that, that, that we're getting from our food, that you get to the point where you need super doses because you can't, you can't get it from your food if you're really that stressed. So it's, it's really important to, to see the whole picture with it. And, a, and, of course, if you were to go into a doctor's surgery, they, the doctor would tell you probably 70% of what they see is stress-related illness. Like 70%. We, we know it. It's a killer. It's an absolute killer. And I, and I notice it again. If I, if I have a cold, let's say, like not many people know a cold is a coronavirus. Like, there's been lots of different forms of coronavirus. Obviously, this one's different. It's far more virulent and uh, the super spreader because it spreads so quickly. But I, I, I know when I get a cold, I've been overdoing it. It's like, oh, okay, what's been happening? Oh, I feel myself coming down with a cold. <gasps> what's been going on the last few days? And I can always pinpoint what I've been doing. It's like, oh, yeah, it's that, it's that. Okay. But which kind of takes me on to the next thing really nicely, and that is detoxing. Because if I ever feel myself starting to come down with something, there are things that I can do to help support my body to, to uh, shift whatever the illness is really quickly. And um, you know I'm a big fan of enemas and colonics. And um, you know, if I feel myself starting to, to pick up a virus, then, then enemas are a great way to I've, – I've shifted countless illnesses by doing that, being on it really quickly. Because what it does is it helps uh, – it helps – without too much information, <laughs> but it helps because the liver feeds into the bowel. So the liver is what, the part of the body that really deals with any kind of illness that comes in. So if the liver's functioning really well, then it can handle an illness really quickly and shift it really quickly. So and what doing the enema does is it helps the liver then to release more into the bowels and clear really quickly. And of course, you can combine that with castor oil packing. And but I, I cover all of that in um, in one of my programs. I'll get, I'll give a link for people that are interested at the end. But but the point is to look at the body on how the system is working. Like if if the body's working really well, then we can shift illnesses really quickly. And we know with the coronavirus, a lot of people aren't even prevent, presenting symptoms. Like only those that their bodies are already under par is going to be showing symptoms and struggling. So in terms of detoxing, what, what I, I mean, I'm really lucky, as you know, um, Marina, with the build that we've just done, we put a sauna in our home. So I use that regularly. Um, I do enemas. I uh, simple things that people can do. I, I have a rebounder, a little trampoline that I use, which really helps the lymph system go. Which is again takes the waste out of the body. Dry skin brushing is another one gets the lymph system going. 
So we're really looking after. It's, it's like the garbage, the bin men that we're wanting to take the, take the rubbish out of the body. Is that working really well? Right, so rebounding, dry skin brushing, hot and cold showering is another one that really helps. Like we want to make sure that, and, and again, because people are, at ho- are going to be at home way more, you need to find ways to be active because the lymphatic system isn't like the blood circulatory system that has a pump, okay? The lymphatic system relies on the body moving. So we have to bear that in mind. And, um, and so really now what I'd love to share is just some tips around what's going to be really helpful for people in terms of food and supplementation and what, what they can be doing. So there are, there are what I would call some real no-go foods right now, and they are eggs, dairy, pork, soy, gluten. All of those foods either cause inflammation in the body or they feed viruses in the body. So, so those are really challenging foods that are a good idea just not to be having right now. And certainly if you start to feel yourself getting run down with any symptoms of illness, then it's a good idea just to cut them out. Um, the other biggie is sugar. Not that it feeds the virus, but it does deplete the immune system by half for several hours after you have it. Wow. I mean, when you have it, but I mean, are you talking about half in terms of dosage or? In terms of your, how effective your immune system is, it depletes minerals in the body. Like it'll deplete magnesium. It'll deplete B vitamins. It, it's, it's well documented, the research. Your, your immune system is working at about 50% between four to eight hours after having sugar. Wow, so no binge chocolate ing. No, well, you could. Well, you could. Well, there's alternatives, isn't there? And then, and then you could just do a colonic. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are alternatives, aren't there? Because you can make your own chocolate too. And you can have chocolate that's made, I make it with maple syrup. Again, it's a natural sugar. But all of this, I, I, you know, I cover in more detail on my program. But but this is it. Look to natural sweetness. Like maple syrup, yes, it's got sugar in it, but it's got a ton of other minerals in it as well. Medjool date's really sweet. But again, lots of other goodness in there. So it's going back to really looking at um, good wholesome foods. So the junk food and the processed food just, just has to go. Like there's no space for it right now at all. And, and there's no excuse because if people are at home more, you can be cooking, like making stuff from scratch. Like this is about using uh, fresh ingredients and getting lots of fresh fruit and veg into yourself is a really good idea right now. Mm. now stay away from inflammatory fats like vegetable oils. They are terrible. You want to be using olive oil, cold, not heated. If you're cooking, using coconut oil or butter ghee. Um, if you, it, it, by all means, eat avocados, really healthy form of fat, and nuts and seeds and coconut, they're all great. But in terms of those horrible yellow plastic bottles full of processed oil, they put so much challenge on the body and they're so inflammatory. So 
So other good foods that are really helpful that really support the immune system, an oldie but goodie, garlic. We all know that one. Garlic's great. Ginger's great. We had a clove before we started, so good, good thing that we don't have to see each other. smell a vision. <laughs> <laughs> can smell me from over here. Garlic is just wonderful. The minute I feel like I'm just about to go under... I have two cloves in the morning, two cloves at evening. It's usually just completely blitz it out. Ginger, lemon. Yep, you got it. That was next on my list. Turmeric, ginger. um, And one that is really helpful, especially with sore throats, is elderberry, like elderberry syrup or an elderberry throat spray. Brilliant. Really, really helpful. And and then the the other biggies, like if we move on to the supplements – um there is so much information about vitamin c like make vitamin c your best friend i vitamin c has been successfully used to treat pneumonia for 50 plus years like if we go back to the 1930s it was successfully used to treat polio as well it's not like this information is not very widely available you really have to dig to find it okay um, but vitamin C, we know it, don't we? As soon as you think of cold, well, I do anyway, it's vitamin C. It boosts the immune system and it also treats all viruses. Okay. There's no virus. So it's not like this is an exception. It has a long history of knowing that it treats viruses. So, um, it's known to kill every virus known to man and all of the new ones coming through. But you you have to use it in a very specific way. Like in um, the Shanghai government are officially recommending vitamin C now for the coronavirus, COVID-19. It's not widely known in the press or the media. They're not talking about it. But even those near death are being saved in China, Japan, Italy using intravenous vitamin C. Now, I know you and I, well, actually, if you pay a fortune here in Brighton, you can go and have an IV vitamin C, but there's a really easy way people can do this. So so what I would say, my, my whole family are doing it right now, is you can use vitamin C preventatively. Now, you can either use liposomal, which is uh, kind of comes in sachets. It's quite gloopy. It's not cheap, okay? I know some people say, I lent it up and I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the, it's such a bioavailable form for the body. You absorb all of it. Now, some people say, oh, but you can make your own. And, and you can. Like, you can make your own. Personally, I don't have the time or the, with all of the equipment and the temperatures and everything that you have to do with it right now. Um, it's not a project I want to start on. <laughs> but there's another form of vitamin C called ascorbic acid, yes. which yes. is really cheap. It's in powdered form. Um, that, that you know, it's not most people can get hold of that. So, what I'm recommending is um, for the average person, like right now, to start straight away with taking vitamin C, ascorbic acid. So, so week like for week one, I recommend three lots of a thousand milligrams a day. Okay, so you would take it, you take it with each meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner. All right. Mm-hmm. Week two, you know what I'm going to say? It goes up to 2000. 
three times a day and so on to week four. Now, that if, if you actually get sick, if you get sick, if you get sick, up your dose until, until you reach what I call bowel tolerance. And what I mean by that is to the point of um, if you start to get a gurgly tummy or, dare I say it, get windy, which I'm sure you never do like me, Marina. Never. never. <laughs> never. Of course not, never. never. But if, it gets, if it gets to that point and the stools are starting to get loose, you've reached your limit. So, of course, everyone's limit is different depending on your body size. If you're bigger, you're going to need more. If you're sick, you're going to need more. Like the body's going to use up way more vitamin C if it's sick. So you can you can literally, I mean, there are some people that go up to ridiculous 20, 30,000 milligrams. Like if you're talking about IV life-saving for people who are, who are at death's door, um, then you're talking about very high doses. But in terms of a preventative for this, when you start to notice your symptoms go, then you know or, or you start to reach bowel tolerance levels, then you know you've had enough. You know you've had enough. So that's a really helpful one. Vitamin D is another one proven to be way, way more effective than the flu jab at preventing flu. Um, and the other really key one is zinc. Like zinc is is really uh, a trace mineral that's like the most natural antibiotic that you can have. And what's really clever about zinc, when people say, well, how much? Like the recommended daily amount or, or how much they would say if you bought a bottle, they'd say about 15 to 20 milligrams a day. But what's really beautiful about it is if you get it in liquid form, the taste of it works really cleverly. If it doesn't taste of anything, you need more. If it starts to taste horrible, guess what? You've had enough. How clever is that? Wow. Do you take it once a day? Yes, I do at the moment. Yeah, I take it before bed. And, and do you recommend a particular brand? Um, no, I wouldn't recommend a specific brand, but I would say liquid sulfate is a really good form. So, so, you know, it's like I work with my clients. If they have herpes or they have shingles or they have flu or they have like vitamin C, zinc, um, vitamin D is one for generally just making sure immune system is good. But, of course, if you're getting out and getting lots of sunlight, that's a much better form. Um, and lysine is another one that's yeah, known to really deal well with, with viruses. So, I know we've run over a bit, but we did stop for a bit, didn't we? So so I hope we've done all right on time. I don't know if you've got anything because we've packed a lot in there. But um, Amazing, Sarah, as always. I'm just really, really glad I brought you on because I think this has been a really valuable, impactful episode. And um, I guess if somebody wants to you know, carry on the journey with you and go deeper, they can. Um, we can put the stuff into the show notes, you know, the link in the show notes. Yeah, and what, what I'd like to say is I, I go into the whole health aspect so much deeper in my, my online program called the Ultimate Health and Wellness Program. And, and that's normally £600. I'm doing it at a half price at the moment just to help as many people as possible who are using this as an opportunity 
to really look at their health and um, want to use it as a starting point to want to make a difference to their health. But there's lots of stuff that you can do in there immediately that's going to make a difference, kind of like we've touched on today. Um, And also um, anyone who wants to connect with me in my Facebook group that's called Decode Your Mind, Transform Your Life. Um, we tackle everything from kind of physical to mental health. So, yeah, you can you can find me in that group too. But, but in terms of the the program link, um, if it's okay with you, um, can I can I give you to put that as a link after the show notes? Yeah, 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 there? absolutely, absolutely. I was going to say anyway. So yes, perfect, fab, 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 fab. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. It's been wonderful and. I'm going to be walking away going, okay, so yeah, I kind of need to go back to, <laughs> um, I've, it's interesting because the things that I naturally have done without much thought is, I mean, I live in a really, really light house, so I have windows everywhere um, and we have a lot of natural light. So um, I don't usually put the lights on until later on in the day anyway. Um, so that's really great to know. I hadn't realized that, yeah, naturally it didn't make any sense for me to put the lights on. Just And then the other thing I'm really walking away with today is just the reminder of um, the vitamin C piece and the liquid sulfate, but also going back to cooking with coconut oil because I usually cook with olive because it's just like so it's such a given here in Spain, you know. Yeah. And olive oil is great. It just is not great if you heat it at high temperatures because it changes the molecular structure of it. And I knew that and I'd forgotten. So thank you for the reminder. And then that's what I've been walking away with. So thank you so much, Sarah. Oh, thank you, Marina. Thank you. And for those... Yeah, and stay well, everybody. Well, for those of you that have been on, you know, listening to the show, I hope you got as much out of it as I did. Um, And as per usual, thank you. You are a fountain of knowledge. Bye-bye for now. And there we have it, another beautiful episode of The Joy of Being. Now, if you got something from this and you know somebody that could really, really do with a boost of positivity and joy, then please do share the episode with them. It's amazing the ripple effect that these episodes can have on others. Failing that, if you'd like to join a different conversation around what's going on in, in these uncertain times, then please do join the Facebook group, The Breathing Space for hardworking mummers. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash the breathing space for mums in business. 